are listening to the Moody Girl Podcast with me, Emily Fazer. Throughout this series, we're going to be opening the minds of experts and delving into the world of alternative healing methods. Before we start the episode today, I wanted to ask all of you listeners a question. Did you know that a lot of people are living with lower than recommended magnesium levels? I didn't know this either and had never explored incorporating magnesium into my daily life until I started having skin issues. I now use Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray when I get out of the shower in the morning and spray onto my feet before I go to bed. I found that when I had psoriasis and hormonal breakouts on my face or body, I would spray it on and at first it really stung. But this was a sign from my body that my cellular magnesium levels were low. The more I got the magnesium into my system daily, the less it stung. It made sense. If you're feeling like you could benefit from having magnesium in your life, I would strongly recommend looking into using Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray. Link to purchase is in the bio. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey guys, thank you so much to all of you that are listening to the Moody Girl podcast. It means so much to me and I'm absolutely loving spending this time to work on these for you. If you're finding these episodes helpful, please do subscribe, give them a five-star review and share on socials. It really helps to reach a wider audience, which will ultimately help me to keep bringing you great conversations and doing what I love the most. This week, I'm speaking with Bushra Yana, the founder of Mizan Therapy, who is currently living in Marrakesh, Morocco. I myself experienced debilitating menstrual cramps each month, so discovered Mizan Therapy when I was in the bath late one night, googling ways to naturally alleviate my menstrual pain. Gliding across from the left to the right, your right is the starting point. I'm doing colon now in three strokes. I booked myself in for a Mizan session and it completely reconnected me with my womb space and made me look at my cycles in a whole new way. Mizan is an Arabic word that means balance. By using traditional reproductive healing techniques, Mizan therapists seek to restore balance when life feels unbalanced physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Mizan therapy can help with menstrual pain, fertility issues, PCOS, digestive problems, IBS, and so much more. Right then, let's get to the interview. So welcome, Bushra, to the Moody Girl podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Emily, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be able to talk with you. Brilliant. Um, So I discovered Mizan therapy. It was approximately 3 a.m. in the morning. I was up with excruciating period cramps, which I suffer with still now, still trying to kind of work my way through that. Um, and my kind of way of coping has always been lie in a boiling hot bath, take painkillers, um, and just try and muddle through basically. So it was one morning, 3am, I decided, right, there must be something out there holistically that can help this. So I was Googling, Googling, Googling. And then all of a sudden I saw someone who did something called mesan therapy. And I was like, okay, this sounds very interesting. 
So next morning, um, emailed a practitioner who was trained in mesentherapy and ended up meeting up with her, having conversations, had a few sessions with her. Um, and then I looked more into it. And when I was speaking to people about it, they were so shocked. They were like, what is this? Where can I find it? And then I found out that you created it. And I thought it was fantastic. It was a whole new way of connecting with my womb, of that space, um, of learning not to suck it in so much, which we've been conditioned to in society as women. Um, so for the audience out there, like I was at 3am that morning and didn't have any idea what it was, can you share with us what is mesentherapy? Well, it's a, a little question and a really big answer. Um, Mizan addresses all kinds of female reproductive health um, issues. It will also help with male health issues, um, but it goes much further than just kind of healing those reproductive things. It will work on emotional, our emotional kind of body, our spiritual body, as well as our physical body. Um, I think you, ha you have experience of treatment, I think, so you know that we cannot put into words the amazing effect and transformation that takes place after Mizan treatment. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it was quite an unusual um, experience, actually, because... It was, I went and, and met um, Nina, who's based in Suffolk, where I am. Um, and it was first straight away, I actually took the day off work because I was like, do you know what? I'm really just going to invest in this today. I'm going to unwind. I don't want to think about anything else. I really want to connect. And I went into her studio um, and instantly it was very relaxing. We spoke through, you know, all of the, the feelings that I'd been going through um, and then we kind of started the process and it was a quite an unusual sensation of, you know, massaging the abdomen, which I've never had before, ever. <laughs> um, and it was like... They never touch your belly, do they? <laughs> never! I mean, you have a back massage. Even when yeah. you have a full body massage, you never touch the abdomen. No, no, it's those big gaping holes that we don't kind of go, Yeah. Absolutely. So it sat here doing a lot of hard work underneath this skin um, and no one's giving it the TLC that it's screaming yeah, out for. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so it was brilliant. And I tell you, one of the things that happened afterwards, and I emailed Nina about this, is I felt quite emotional after I'd had the treatment. And That's really common, yeah. Yeah, why is that? Um, because... The belly really is where we store all our stuff. Mm. And it's not necessarily just ours. I mean, you know, we, we have enough for ourselves going through life and it can be small things and it can be the bigger things. And what happens, we kind of, you know, we, we kind of like go through it mentally and we come to come some kind of peace. Well, yeah, I was having a bad day. That person was doing da 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 but the body is still holding it. That initial, mm, the body will still hold it until we do something to say, let it go. You wow. don't have to store in this anymore, mm. which is why when the body lets go, that's when, you know, the emotions will come to the surface. 
Wow. Yeah. I def <laughs> I definitely felt that. I was like, do I feel better? <laughs> but then, you know, after a few days, my stomach, she was saying that, you know, she was kind of massaging right, you know, the lower abdomen. And she was just saying it's extremely tight here. And you can tell yeah. that you're kind of, you've been clenching everything together. Yeah. So your organs don't have any space to breathe. And so obviously with my menstrual cycle, yeah. yeah so it was like this whole amazing experience and I wanted to find out yeah. more. Um, and I mean, so you established me, Zan. Um, yeah. Take us back to the beginning. <laughs> At what point were you in your life and what was your experience leading up to it that you created such a fantastic method? Okay, so I was doing birth support work for a long time, and it was through the, the doula community that I found out about womb work. It was um, Rosita Arvigo's work, the Arvigo therapy, or Maya massage as it's known. And while when I was being told about the effect the womb has on our, I mean, not just our reproductive health, but our whole basis as women, really. Because it's the centre, the womb is the, it's actually physically in our centre. And it's like our engine, it's our powerhouse. Mm. And very neglected. And it was like this light bulb moment. I went, God, that just makes so much sense. And I, yeah, so I trained originally with Rosita Arvigo. Um, after that training, I then you know, being quite inquisitive and looking out for other um, other kind of things, I, I realised that every, probably every traditional kind of therapy has some form of womb work for women, but it's kind of lost. We've become more, um, less holistic and kind of going on to the, the medical model more. It's all been kind of lost. So, um I was looking at these other kind of cultural things. So, I mean, I live in Morocco at the moment and there is a very similar kind of treatment available in Morocco if you go to the right people. Um, India as well, Malaysia, Japan, China, everywhere has we work for women. And I was, I kind of did bits of training with other people and incorporated these into the Maya massage that I was doing. Um, and also some things that I kind of, I suppose, channel while doing the treatment and realised that I actually wasn't doing, I wasn't doing Maya massage anymore. I kind of developed this whole other blended kind of system. So, yeah, so that, then I started to call it Mizan. People said, we need to train other people in this. And I was going, oh, I don't feel ready. And then one day I woke up and I went, bang, I'm ready to start training now. <laughs> Wow. Um, what year was that? Um, the first training course was 2014. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is so cool. I mean, just that you've come up with that from, you know, you know, I guess from your travels, from learning, from being inquisitive, and then you've developed something. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. And so, yeah, so important, I think. Um, so I know at the moment you've been doing some training, haven't you, for some more Mizan um, practitioners, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we just finished a training in Marrakesh, the first one in Marrakesh. Wow. Um, if I look tired, that's because I am, because it was a very, you know, training courses are very intense week for me and for everybody that's learning it as well. Mm. Um, but also really exhilarated because every every training course, ex 
extends the number of women who can benefit from this treatment. So good. Absolutely. <laughs> just so excited to be able to spread it the further. And a, and a lot of a lot of the participants actually came from um, Europe because, you know, if you train in the UK, people come from Europe. But if you train in Marrakesh, well, that's really exciting. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go to if you're going to go to Yorkshire, you might as well go to Marrakesh if you're traveling yeah. anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes. <laughs> um, so in terms of Mizan practitioners now in the whole world, yeah. how many on average are there now that are practicing this? It's now we have this is yeah, we have the Mizan Foundation. And if we really hope that most people who train will stay with the foundation because we have kind of appraisal days. Uh, members have to ensure that they are keeping up with not with just with good practice, but extending their knowledge and they are appraised to make sure they're doing the techniques safely. Um, not everybody chooses to go with the, the with the foundation with the membership. Um, so we've probably trained about 300 people now wow um the membership is probably about half of that and some people i mean it's organic some people come they they work practice for a while because you know we've been going what seven eight nine nine years now um and then their life takes an unexpected turn and they kind of move on and do things so yeah probably be about 150 yeah, well, that's, I mean, active, I'm, so, active members. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're talking about it today, though, yeah. because, I mean, yeah. I've had um, different kind of myself, I've had interviews and, you know, after having my Mizan treatment, in the lead up to my period now, I'll do castor oil packing, um, which, yeah. you know, I had no idea what that was before. And uh, for the audience out there, you might not either. So Bushra, <laughs> could you explain what a castor oil pack is for us? Okay, so castor oil packs um, are incredibly healing. And, you know, a lot of the natural holistic treatments are never researched or proven to work because there's no financial incentive to. Castor oil has been um, tested and shown to increase T lymphocyte produ uh, production in the body. It brings heat. Castor oil itself is very warming. It has an, um, its energy is warm. And we also use, um, increase that by using um, a heat pad or hot water bottle as well, just to increase that heat. Now the heat is going to bring fresh blood into the area. Fresh blood is going to bring your oxygen and nutrients, which will increase the healing. So your, the basic castor oil pack is a wool flannel um, or a cotton flannel for those who are um, allergic to wool or vegans who are not going to be using animal products. You soak the, the cloth in um, castor oil and put it on bare skin. Generally, because we're talking about womb healing, we're going to be putting it over the womb area and um, then put a waterproof cover, not plastic or... Um, and this is the thing, when I was taught to, use, to do castor oil packs, I was told to use cling film. But the thing is with cling film, it's it's full of, it's probably the worst of the plastics for xenoestrogens. And the things that make those xenoestrogens leach out are oil and heat. So if you're doing it in the middle of a castor oil pack, ah. you're minimising the healing. Mm -hmm. So you need a waterproof cover that is not plastic based. So... 
you've got on your skin, then the castor oil soaked cloth, then your waterproof cover, and then your um, hot water bottle or heat pad, and wrap it all up in a in a uh, an old towel. Lie on a nice in a nice cozy place for about an hour, at least an hour really, um, and enjoy it. That towel is going to protect your bedding or settee from any kind of drips that you might get of castor oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that's you actually taught me something there because I've been doing it with the wool flannel um, and just the hot water bottle. So my pajamas have been like stained oh, and bedding, and okay. I've been like, oh, I don't know why it's such an easy thing to do. But yeah, so audience, if you're going to use a castor oil pack, listen to Bushra, have an old towel, and yeah. have some sort of waterproof um, cover that isn't yeah. plastic. It never comes out of cloth, does it? (laughs) It really doesn't. And then also I thought about washing it in the... I started to put it in the washing machine. um, And then I realised that's a really stupid idea because it's going to get it all over my clothes. So I very quickly stopped that and (laughs) hand-washed. So it's a learning process. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I did find with the castor oil packs because... So I had a, a conversation about this when I had my first treatment and... So I'm undiagnosed. I don't know if I have endometriosis. Um, I don't really know exactly what's going on in there at the moment. I'm still trying to figure that out. I know that I suffer with a lot of inflammation um, because I have psoriasis. And and generally, I just think that's what's going on in my body. Um, And she kind of went into endometriosis in quite an interesting way. Um, And this is going to bring me quite nicely onto the next um, series of questions about endometriosis, PCOS, PMDD, all of these reproductive and premenstrual health conditions. Um, And what, what she kind of explained it was um, she was talking about a misalignment in the pelvis and how if there's some form of misalignment in the pelvis, then when you're trying to, you know, your womb is trying to shed its inner lining, um, yeah. it gets stuck at the back, essentially. Is that correct? Have I, have I said that right? So, yeah, the womb is held in the pelvis by sets of muscles and ligaments, some of which attach to the pelvis. Um, so if, when the pelvis is out of alignment, the womb tends to go with it. Now, the most common, uh, the most common um, misalignment is when the womb becomes retroverted. So instead of leaning forwards over the bladder, it starts to lean backwards. Mm. Um, and when it leans backwards, it's this. If you know the shape of the womb, it gets a nice little bowl, and what, the menstrual fluids then kind of start to um, collect in that bowl of the womb, mm. and. It's, it's much harder then for the womb to to kind of get them to leave the body because the womb is not in alignment with the vagina and is leaning mm. backwards. Wow. So they start to pull and sometimes it's easier for the body to to kind of remove them through the fallopian tubes into into the into the bowl of the uterus, I mean bowl of the pelvis. Um, and being kind of like hormonal matter, it's extremely painful every every cycle. You know, endometriosis can kind of migrate around the body. They've even found it in people's eyes, endometrial what? matter. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Wow, 
Wow. And that, and so endometriosis, if I'm correct, starts from misalignment in the pelvis. Would you say that's? It is a contributing factor. Um, My, one of the things that I've observed and which tends to be backed up by, um, by other therapists who are working on trauma and abuse is that many women who have suffered some form of trauma in their life as a child go on to get uh just to kind of have endometriosis wow that's so interesting so interesting yeah okay uh wow that's just blown my mind a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so when you've worked with patients who have something like endometriosis have you yeah. seen have you seen an improvement in their symptoms? Oh, yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Cytoplan, a unique science-based supplement company with many years of experience in nutritional science and whose emphasis is on quality of product. My medical herbalist swears by them as they don't use any unnecessary bulking agents. Before I found out about Cytoplan, I was taking up to eight supplements a day, all with bulking agents in them. It was such a relief to find out Cytoplan products are extremely pure. I now use them daily, and I would recommend them to anyone looking for quality vitamins and supplements. They have a great range for many different health benefits. So if you'd like to find out more, please follow the link in the bio of this episode and check out Cytoplan. You won't regret it. With Mizan, I mean, Mizan, you know, I like to think of Mizan as being magic, <laughs> but, you know, it, you'll get even better results if you take on the additional resources that your practitioner is going to be suggesting. So such as the castor oil packs, um, pelvic steaming, maybe womb wrapping, um, dietary and lifestyle changes, and the whole package Um is even more effective than Mizan on its own. But Ms. I know, I mean, when I first started, I all I did was wound massage. I, I was really wary of the castor oil packs because I've been taught to do them in this really strange way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried it, I tried it once and I thought, well, nobody's ever going to do this. Mm-hmm. It was, I'll tell you about it because it was so, <laughs> it was put your castor oil in a pan and warm it up and then get your wool flannel and dip it in there. I mean, that's just asking for some sort of accident, isn't it? (laughs) It was the messiest thing I've ever tried to do. And you know what castor oil is, it's so thick and sticky. Yeah, it's so hard. Trying to get it from this pan onto me without kind of covering the whole everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's the key, isn't it? I think it's like, people need to be able to fit this into their everyday life. Exactly. If yeah, yeah, you've got to make it achievable for people to do. Mm-hmm, absolutely, so, and yeah. I and I think it is from from yeah. what you know I've learned from Mizan. Um, yeah. I think it is very achievable, yeah. and it's it's almost like a self care night that I'll do once a week, um, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and just a note as well on the castor oil packs, um, who shouldn't do those? Um. Okay, so you shouldn't do them if there is any chance of pregnancy. Okay. So if you are working on fertility enhancement, 
and you're not using contraception, there is always, no matter what your history, there is always a chance of pregnancy post-ovulation. So you must not do a castor oil pack after you've ovulated and probably not while you're menstruating because the heating, um, the heat can actually make menstruation much more um, uh, stronger, uh, more more blood loss, you know, more of a flow. Um, so people with an IUD t- need to be really careful with them mm, okay. um, because IUDs have a bit of a habit of migrating and we certainly... <laughs> You wow. know, they found an IUD in somebody's heart. I mean, wow, wow, yeah, that's, that's insane. <laughs> not, I'm not a fan of them. So yeah, so I'd be careful if you've got an IUD in place to do okay. them. Cool. Um, and then I was going to ask you. So in terms of fertility, um, yeah. so if somebody is, I haven't ever tried to get pregnant yet in my life. Um, and fingers crossed, everything goes well, but. Um, for anyone out there, fertility is such a, uh, interesting topic because it's always a huge amount of pressure on the couple. Um, and once you kind of get past 30 as a woman, you've got this invisible ticking time clock above your head, um, mm-hmm. and family and friends are asking the questions and all of these things. Um, so, I mean, for anyone who might be struggling at the bit, at the beginning of their reproductive journey and all they may have seeked is the Western medicine um, and maybe they're starting to open their eyes and ears to alternative methods of, of getting yeah. their body ready to, you know, birth a child. Um, what would be your advice um, for those people, um, especially women who, you know, how can we nurture our bodies to get them ready for the best chance of conception? Okay, so the first thing I would say is if you are trying to conceive, stop. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because the problem is um, our lifestyles are they're so kind of, they're quite toxic, toxic. Even if you think you've got a good diet, um, you know, and you're trying hard that, you know, it's been estimated we ingest a credit card size plastic every week. What? Okay. Now you just think about that. (laughs) We need to have a bit of a cleanse before we actually try and I I also think just on a kind of a spiritual level we're calling a new life into the world don't do it haphazardly Mm. do it with mindfulness Uh, and that means preparing your body your mind everything for this new life and when I say stop trying to conceive for three months it takes three months for an egg to reach fruition Um, just a little bit longer than that for sperm as well so if you can spend three months really working on your diet your lifestyle you know preparing your body your mind doing something misantherapy or any wound-based therapy anything to really make sure that those when you start actually trying to conceive again your eggs are the best they're going to be your womb is as healthy as it's going to be the sperm is you know and and the man has to play his part as well Mm. 50 percent of the genetic material is coming from him 
Mm. But, you know, even for those women that have been tested and they're going, oh, it's because of this or that, and they're pointing the finger at the women, 50% of that genetic material is coming from the men. And it's not fair. And I have worked with clients and these poor women, they're, they're eating really nice food and clean food and doing this. And they're still having to cook whatever rubbish for their husbands because... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, men, you have got to play your part, step up, seriously. Yeah, yeah it's a two-way situation. To the women. But also, um, there has been research that shows that when women are conceiving and having kind of recurrent miscarriages, that is not the fault of the women's health, that is the sperm. The problem is with the sperm. So if the men are not doing their bit, what that this is not going to get the the, the results that, that that people are looking for wow I didn't know that that's all I mean you're teaching me so much today Bushra thank you so much <laughs> honestly <laughs> actually these are the things that people don't know and it's important that this is kind of coming out mm. um yeah people need to know it so yeah thank absolutely you for giving me the opportunity for sharing no honestly so listeners out there if you're in a relationship and you're thinking about it, um, it's not just on you if you're a woman, it's on it's on your husband as well. Um, yeah. It's a two-way street. So that's a really, yeah. um, I think, important piece of information there. Um, and other, uh, other conditions. So I um, have been diagnosed with something called PMDD, um, yeah. so premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is more psychological. Um, so I'll get very down, uh, very depressed, uh, very low moods before my period. Sometimes my words will stutter. Um, I have like rage, I won't be able to get out of bed, all those things. It has got much better mm -hmm. as I've really started to invest in my health. But yeah. have you found that womb massage, not only can it help physically, but can it help emotionally? Yeah, because a lot of the, those kind of emotional um, responses are due to hormonal the, the hormones and these kind of very you know around uh, in our cycle our hormones are constantly kind of ebbing and flowing and sometimes if you get kind of a big drop of something it will affect your your mental health mm -hmm. so yeah Mizan does work by helping to balance the 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 hormones because the hormones are released into the blood supply um, they're, they're like chemical messengers. So when our blood supply is is going well, it can help with these kind of um, symptoms. And um, yeah, Mizan will definitely help with increasing the blood uh, that blood flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. And for anyone who is listening to this now and thinks, "Oh my God, this is exactly what I've needed. I need to try Mizan therapy." Where should they look? You know, is there an accredited place where you've got a list of practitioners that are yeah. therapy re recommended? Yeah. All of the practitioners on misantherapy.com, there is find a practitioner. Anyone listed on there ha is a member of the Mizan Foundation. They have been appraised. We know their practice is up to date and that they're working safely. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Um, so... Do you know of some basic nutrition or lifestyle changes that people can make um, mm. if they want to nurture their womb health, uh, digestive health? What would you say like are the top three things that you need to maybe start limiting in your 
life slash diet? Okay, good question. Um, so most, I mean, all health issues, uh, the root of them is inflammation. So the three really, the, the three baddies to look at straight away is sugar, dairy, and wheat. Mm, there we go. When I say dairy, I don't include butter and ghee. Um, for those of those of you who are, who are um, not vegan, then ghee is um, it's a health food. Butter, okay. ghee, keep it in your dairy. Okay, good. And yeah. how how do you find that out in Mor- um, Morocco or Marrakesh? What's the what's the kind of diet like out there? It's there's much less fast food. It is much it, it in that sense. It's re, it's a lot healthier. Many of the vegetables are organic. They're fresh, um, and so yeah, there is a lot of wheat um, in the form of couscous, and there's bread every day. But there's also a big tradition of barley bread in in Morocco. It's getting harder to find, um, but there are bakeries that produce barley bread. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, amazing. I mean, a lot, a lot of these houses, the women make their bread, but they don't have the ovens. So every day, every area has its own bakery. So you take your bread to the bakery, and they bake it for you. Oh, that's so cool! I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's something else I wanted to lead on to, actually. So, I mean, my husband and I, um, you know, have been living in the UK um, for the duration of our, our relationship. I've kind of done the traveling thing where I lived in Australia for a while, did the Southeast Asia thing. Um, and I've always had a real kind of free spirit for travel and for seeking alternative mm-hmm. cultures and different ways of life that might be slightly slower, might be more in tune with my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and so we've we're very very keen on rural Italy and discovering more about this kind of area and um in specific in specifically Puglia because it's very slow down there. Um, and so I wanted to ask a little bit more about your journey with getting to Marrakesh. You know, where are you originally from, and what made you decide to go there? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah, I am originally from England. Um. I have lived there most of my life, apart from shorts, but I mean, yeah, and also traveler. I have, I did spend a little bit of time in France and in Australia. For a long time, we kind of thought we might be heading towards Australia. Um, but I ha- I've had a love for Morocco and the people of Morocco for, for so long. And, um, I, I used to have family in, in Australia. Um, unfortunately, they're, they've all passed now. So my, my pull to Australia kind of lessened a little and my pull towards Morocco increased. It's just a wonderful place. I can't, you know, it's a wonderful place to live. I am really happy here. Love it. And even though I'm not a city girl as such, I really like Marrakesh. But we are we are heading down towards south of Marrakesh towards the Atlas Mountains. Wow. And we're hoping to we're hoping to buy land and we want our dream with an associate in um another practitioner, uh Mizan practitioner in uh England is to build a retreat center in Morocco. Uh, I'm, putting it out there, I'm putting it out there, but you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> absolutely I mean sign me up please whenever you get that please let me know because it sounds absolutely incredible I mean how how long have you been in um, Morocco now eight months we've been in here been here eight months now yeah and like yeah. in terms of where your life was back in the UK to where you are now um you know what are the changes would you say mentally emotionally spiritually what what can you describe that looks like yeah um it's I mean the, the heat in the summer it's overpowering when you're not used to I'm hoping this summer will will be better because I arrived right in the middle of it it was about 40 degrees when I arrived from from the UK <laughs> And it was unseasonably hot. I think it was everywhere last year. It went through August, September, even October when the temperature should have really dropped. It was still in the high 30s. And wow. I was thinking, well, I'm not sure I'm going to be surviving here. Mm. And then you hit kind of January and the nighttime temperatures. So none of the houses have heating. Wow. I mean, you know, you might have hours doesn't. Uh, some of them will have like a fireplace. But, you know, they're built to to kind of like be better for temperatures. So they're cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter, but they're still, it's still cold. So it's minus something. So wow, um, <laughs> quite extreme. The pe- I mean, the people are lovely, but they are definitely on their own course. So you have to kind of adapt mm. to that. Mm-hmm. They're they're incredibly welcome. The Moroccans are if they have nothing, if you go to their house and they have nothing, they'll give you that. Wow. You know, if they've got one egg, they'll give it to you. Mm, that's so lovely. <laughs> it's so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I think it's something that I, I myself is I'm struggling with is is like just how fast paced everything is and how everyone's trying to get from A to B. Um, No one says hello anymore. I mean, we don't really know our neighbours and you end up... interesting you say that because when I had the training here and I I walked down the street, I say hello to people and they'd think you're bonkers in England. I know, they'd be like, God, who's that freak, you know? (laughs) And that's so true. I know. And I feel like automatically when you're, when, I know when I'm in Italy, I just open up a, a lot more and I, you know, really yeah. want to immerse myself. But it, it always makes me wonder why, I know maybe it's just because we're from the area. Maybe foreigners that come to the UK find it very different. I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's so interesting. And I love hearing more about people that have decided yeah. to live unconventionally and mm-hmm. not follow suit and get the bigger house and, you know, focus on the money aspect of things and actually just, you know, take the risk and go and live somewhere completely Absolutely. different. So would yeah. you say it was it a good changes decision? You as a person. You, you have to change because, you know, I can't expect all these Moroccans to adapt to my ways because I'm the odd, I'm the odd person out here. Yeah. So it, does change you as a person you know mm. and marrakesh is quite busy but in a way i mean where we are we are in the medina um but it's a kind of like a quieter part mm. and i was i was really laughing the other day i was sitting in a cafe having my coffee my kind of regular um thing and watching just i mean just watching people and the taxis coming down the street three taxis did a u-turn in pretty much the same place stopped all the traffic each way and nobody got mad about it 
they will just go okay well if they're doing that we'll just wait yeah exactly I mean if that was in the UK geez Louise <laughs> um, so for anyone listening who is maybe feeling a little bit a little bit like you were before you went to Morocco I currently am um what would be your advice if they were saying do I risk it or not um, I think you regret the things that you don't do much more than the things that you do. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree, absolutely. Um, ah, it's been so, so lovely to chat with you today. And I mean, honestly, I just think it's so fantastic that you've created something so unique and now that you're sharing and you're training people that are gonna you know send this wide and hopefully help a lot of issues for people around the world um so thank you so so much um as a leaving note Bushra um I just wanted to ask um if you know, for anyone out there who has started, you know, maybe they've found a Mizan practitioner or maybe they want to try, um, you know, Mizan or, you know, getting into it themselves. Um, do they contact you through the website? What's the best way of them reaching out? Yeah, the best way is to do um, get in touch with the admin team, which is info at misantherapy.com. But there are the, all the courses that we've got definite date for, dates for are listed on the website at the moment. Okay, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, it's been honestly thank a you, fantastic... Thank you, thank you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to really spread the word of Mizan. I sometimes think it's kind of one of the world's best kept secrets, really. And just we need more, we need to get it out there more so more women can benefit from it. I so 100% agree. No, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, Moody Girl audience, I hope you enjoyed listening to Bushra today because it's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the incredible Mizan practice. I feel so lucky to have been able to speak with Bushra herself and how she created the practice and how it's helping so many people worldwide. Something I really took from this conversation is if you're calling a new life into the world, don't do it haphazardly. Do this mindfully and try to spend three months preparing a womb, mind, body and soul to embark on this huge journey. There can be a huge amount of pressure for any couple and using this time to tune out of external pressures and tune into nourishing your body and womb can be so important. For me personally, the practice has been so empowering and has given me the tools to help take care of my own womb health. If you are interested in finding out more, please check out Bushra on her socials at Mizan underscore therapy or www.mizantherapy.com. You can also keep up to date with me on my socials at Moody Girl Official. Again, a huge thank you to Bushra for being on the episode today. Until next time.